Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Drink it in. Drink it in. Drink it in Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep, got a man out there, Enzo, touchdown to Torvalds, Marvin Jones! Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in. Uh... Detroit Kool-Aid, what's going on everybody? Friday, we are back in the building. Me and Griffcon on Wednesday talked all about... That unfortunate uh, game and unfortunate circumstances that came into Chicago Bears game where good old number nine uh, could not or was not able or was not allowed to see the field. But we're back here on a Friday and we got a a game against the Dallas Cowboys. This is a big game that I was looking forward to. Called it a shootout early in the preseason. Here we are um, moving later in the year. The Lions kind of struggling with their uh, record and uh, lots of other unknowns heading into this football game. So, Grifka, I guess on a Friday, might as well give you that Hey Buddy remix. What's going on, buddy? Great cash, homie. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Oh, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Grifka, what's going on, buddy? Hey, man, just out uh, chopping the wood, trying to get enough for this fire for this big Arctic blast that we had, man. You know, but thank God it's Friday. <laughs> oh, man. That was like a that was a good one, Grifka. You, like, you, you twisted it, but it was still basically a weather report and a TGIF, even though you didn't straight up give it to the people. So I, I like it right there. And I'm happy to announce... We've got a, a former co-host of the Fantasy Football Flavor Show, a noted Dallas Cowboys honk, and, and our Dallas Cowboys correspondent on the Friday show to preview Lions-Cowboys. He will be at the game in my seats, probably with some uh, star paraphernalia on. Chuck Dog in the building. Chuck, what's going on, buddy? What up, what up? What's good and all that jazz? 
<laughs> oh, man, you're going to have to tell us because this has not been a good season for our Lions. We've got injuries all over the football field. The record's not where we want it. We'd love to be whooping in this game. We don't even know if we got our starting quarterback. So we got you here today to kind of pick your brain on what the heck's going on with the Cowboys and, and how you see this game shaping up. So you ready to dive into this? Let's do it. Okay, Chuck well, Dog, first off, man, when you said no to – wait, 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 hold on, hold on. You said no to Cowboys honk. I thought you were talking about Bobby Carpenter. So, uh, Chuck, it's nice to have you back on the show, though, man. <laughs> Don't be bringing up Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that's got to be an inside something. I, I remember who Bobby Carpenter was, but I, I don't I don't get the joke. But uh, was, was that a guy you hated, Chuck, or give, give us a story on that so that people know what's going on? I mean, the, the dude had really good hair. <laughs> oh, there's no doubt. <laughs> For a linebacker, straight up, really good hair. <laughs> straight up extra conditioner and that stuff, no doubt. But uh, yeah, a cowboy legend, absolutely. So uh, before we ask you some questions, Chuck, like wh- what's your thought on the Lions so far? I know you're going to give us your Cowboys takes, but I mean, you know, the people here, me and Grifka every week, you know, arguing, talking about this team, trying to figure out how to get them not only over the hump, but get some W's. Like, what are you seeing from them, or what's your kind of overall take? I know you here in Michigan, so you see the games. But uh, what, what do you think? Well, overall, I, I mean, I'm probably just like you guys. I'm a little disappointed in them. You know, I I actually I had them going 10-6 and six and winning the division. I thought they uh, they made, an, uh, you know, enough changes to uh, make a difference in this division. So I think they're just all probably underachieving right now and – you know, I'm not sure what the main cause of it is, but that would be my take on them right now. Have you uh, have you heard the new Grifka drop that's sweeping the nation here on the show? No, no, I haven't. <laughs> this this is this is uh, absolutely pop. It's gone viral, and it's basically what me and Grifka have said. I don't know, probably the last four or five weeks when we watch uh, Detroit Lions football. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> so I like, like I say, I, I mean, we're watching, you know, we're watching them collapse in the fourth quarter. What the hell are you doing? We're watching just kind of crazy plays. And then I'm, I turn on my TV on Monday, 9 a.m. And I see at the bottom of uh, crawl, Matt Stafford out. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Grifka, you got it. You got a question or something for Chuck, man. I need to pause here. Get my thoughts together on this cowboy game. Yeah, um, my first question is, uh, for Chuck, obviously, is, you know, you're going to the game. How much how much crap are you going to talk to the fans sitting around you? Or are you going to be one of those nice, you know, fans, you know, in visitors' garb, you know, in visitors' garb, and they're all like, hey, you know, hey, it's cool, man. And then, you know, on the way out, you know, uh, you talk crap at that. Or do you talk junk during the game, you know, just out of curiosity? Uh, you know, the younger me, I used to, when I went down there the last time with, uh, I think I was there with Derek, I talked all junk from, from the get all the way to the end. I was going to say, can I answer this on this end? Because I, I remember that vividly. <laughs> but I'm a little older now. I, I'm one of those guys that I'm not going to give it to you unless you start it. And then if you start it, you're going to get the full 110% of me. So, you know, if they, if they come with me respect with respect, I'll come back with them with respect. But you start talking a little bit of trash, you're going to get it back. But to Grifka's question, like this Sunday, I mean, are, are you sitting on your hands? Are, I mean, your team's playing decent football. They had a terrible loss uh, just the other night against the uh, interdivisional Minnesota Vikings. I mean, how, how are you feeling about your team? And uh, you got to feel good going in this game, though. I mean, come on. 
I don't feel good going into any game right now. I think right. I think the Cowboys are undercoached. I think uh, you know they, they <laughs> find a way to lose these games. They should be winning. They should be eight and two right now, and they find a way to lose these games. And you know I, I, I'm not going to get too far into it, but you know you're you're tearing up a team, throwing the ball through their secondary, and you get down to it, and they're there to stop the run, and then you run it twice. Get out of here, man! I, I almost threw my TV uh. out the window. <laughs> Oh, well, you're remodeling, so you could have. Uh, wait, wait, like, is, is, I, it, is it that big one? Because I'll come over and pick it up. <laughs> right, Grifka. Right, use extra screen over at uh, Casa de Grifka. <laughs> uh, like, there's nothing funnier than than every time they cut away to uh, Jason Garrett. And he's either he's either doing the clap or the spit. That's, that's all the guy does. He does the does the mic down spit or the or the clap about everything. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, he's, he's, that's all he's got. I mean, he's the... <laughs> He is a glorified cheerleader. He don't. He doesn't know how to coach. He doesn't know how to do it. He, he can clap with the best of them, though. If you ever need a show where it's like a happy ending and you need a slow cap, get this guy in there. He'll start it off and he'll get it going. <laughs> oh man! All right. Speaking of getting it going, let, let's get some let's get some some game type questions heading his way, Grifka. So I want to start off right away at the quarterback position. Dak Prescott. This is a guy that I've always. I've always sort of liked his game. He can run, he can pass, he's young. He seems pretty athletic when he wants to be, but I think the guy's inconsistent. Like he'll have these games where he can't hit anything or he just looks way off. And then there's games where he puts up three, 400 yards. He's throwing the ball all over the field. Mari Cooper scoring 40, 50 yard touchdowns. I mean, we know what they got in the run game and that offensive line. Like, do you have that same take that Dak's inconsistent or, and if so, why? I think it's this inconsistency comes from his decision making. Um, I think that he he second thinks his his abilities to fit a ball into uh, you know a tight spot. If you're wide open, I mean he'll hit you in a in a dime. But if he, if you're covered just a little bit, he I think he second guesses himself. And he knows he doesn't have the arm strength to fit that some of those tight things in there. And you know that's where all a lot of his inconsistency comes. What I'd like to see more from him is when he rolls out. He's got 20 yards. Yeah, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but you got 20 yards ahead of you. Take off running. Put a game on your shoulders and win a game for once. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, like I say, he doesn't run, like, a ton, but when he does, it seems to be productive because they're, they're worried about everything else. But he likes to stand back there and try to be that pocket quarterback for the most part, you know. Um, I, I think, you know, lines have been so bad the last four games in coverage that I think – you know, he's indoors, you know, your team's quite a bit healthier, I think, across the board than ours. So I see him having a pretty good day throwing it, but they may just run it 30 times on the Lions, you know, uh, when they come to Ford Field on Sunday. Grifka, what do you got for Chuck, man? Um, since, uh, you know, Jerry Slay's having such a, you know, good year, and then he's uh, tweeting back and forth with the fans, you know, showing all the support that the fans are giving him. Um, obviously, Darius Slay is going to be uh, slapped on Amari Cooper and probably follow him around. Um, I think that's a pretty good one-on-one matchup. Um, how do you feel about the other Cowboys wide receivers going up against, you know, some of the guys that maybe have been underperforming a little bit for the Lions? And um, how much do you miss Cole Beasley? Chuck, hold on before you answer. Grifka, like, I know Slay's your boy. I know you shook his hand, but why is Slay having such a good year? He has one pick and he's been toasted multiple times in games that we've struggled in. Like, I think it's been a pretty pedestrian year for 23 and he's been hurt all the time. Like, I mean, um, still I one of our best defenders, but what? 
Uh, I was being facetious, but um, oh. it's okay. Okay. I thought you just sold it like it was, uh, I mean, always your guy, but all right, Chuck, go ahead. Uh, I, I knew he was joking. I could just tell it in, his, in his, the tone of his voice. <laughs> um, you know, I, I really like Gallup. I know he's having a, um, a case of the drops this year, but uh, I think he'll be able to hold his own. Um, Cole Beasley, I'm not really missing him. I think uh, Randall Cobb is, you know, doing a sufficient enough uh, job that uh, we're not missing the little blonde bombshell bandit, whatever his name was. I can't remember. But, uh, oh, Hot Sauce. His name was Hot Sauce, wasn't it? Who, who's got better <laughs> hair, Cole, Cole Beasley or your boy uh, Barbie? Barbie Carpenter? Yeah. Barbie Carpenter has some nice hair. Cole Beasley's got some hair. He's got like a, a, a blonde fro, doesn't he? I and he can rap. It. No, he cut it. Oh, did he? Yeah, he shaved it all the way down. Remember he had hair back with the Dallas, though? That was his gimmick, is he had the yellow hair and little yep. slot wannabe yep. Wes Welker. And now I hear he's in the rap game. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. You have to you shave your head and become Eminem, you start rapping. <laughs> I'd like to see Chuck versus Cole Beasley in a, in a showdown at the shelter. I think we could do it. <laughs> That'd be something. I'd ha- I'd have your back, man. I'd be on your side. All right, you be you be my hype man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be uh, I don't know. Oh, it, like you say, we got to make that happen. So, uh, so you think they're gonna be able to wing it around? Is that what you said? You know, I, I, I'm not impressed with either one of those defenses, the Dallas's or the Lions. So I think it's gonna probably end up being a high scoring game. It all really depends on if Stafford's playing or not. If Stafford's playing, it's you know I can see this game where both teams score up into the 30s. Um, you know neither one of their defenses is playing well, so yeah, I think they both should be able to sling it around just fine. Here's my thing though, like I don't. This is a bigger topic that I I want to get into, but I don't think they can play Matt Stafford at all, even if he feels decent this week because it would just look so bad. It's just like. Oh, you had to break his big streak and then you just roll him out there against the Cowboys. Like, I don't know. I like feel like they can't do that just to save face. But I've seen people online saying, oh, if Stafford plays this, if he doesn't this. So uh, let me get some fan score predictions later, Chuck. You'll love those, I'm sure. Uh, let me dive in with a question you just mentioned, sort of being able to throw it around and putting up points. Can you name off your corners and safeties for me? Because I feel like I know your linebackers, your D-line, and everybody on the offense, but who who we got out on the edges and running the back the back end now for the Cowboys? Because I feel like that's been sort of a weak spot for a while. Years they've been saying, oh, we're going to get a big-time safety. They never do. You know, they drafted a few corners here or there. They're middle-of-the-road type guys. But who's who's starting these days around there for your uh, your boys? Well, you know, at the safety spots, we got, we got Xavier Woods um, and – you know, Jeff Heath with his, you know, you might as well not even put anybody out there besides Heath. Um, then we got, is that the guy, is that the guy carry on dump truck last year? Yeah. That's the guy from Saginaw Valley. They need to go back there and be a professor or something. I don't know what, but he's get the <laughs> heck out of that field. Um, what do you mean? There's got, like millions of people in Michigan that love when that guy pops on the screen and says SVSU on the uh, little, little promo. Like they get some type of pride out of that. I'll never understand it. I mean, good for him. He made, he made an NFL team, but yeah, I mean, if, He's a special teams player. That's all he needs to be at. Be out there just being a gunner and <laughs> doing whatever he can because he can't cover nobody. That's for sure. And I, I, okay, I don't but... know what the coaching staff sees where he's starting over. I don't even know who's who his backup is. I think it's Donovan Wilson, <laughs> six-round pick Wasn't that he Bill should Bates? probably be out there. Who? Isn't Bill Bates still playing? Bill Bates could still play, yes. 
<laughs> boy. All right. So your your safeties are terrible. We've we established right. that. Who we got out on the edges? Well, we got uh, Wuzier, which I, I cannot stand. Wuzier, that guy just cannot cover. They like him. I don't. Um, I I watch obviously a lot of Cowboys games, and I see him half the time when the ball's in the air. He's lost. He's like waving to his mom in the stands or something because he's not looking for the ball. And then uh, I like uh, I like Jordan Lewis, your Michigan man. He uh, seems to come up with some big plays. Um, and then Byron Jones. I think Byron Jones is is a good corner up against, um, you know, the bigger receivers. He can't really – he has trouble uh, covering the little guys. You know, that's why, I like, um, would you guys – Golden Tate. He had a hard time covering Golden Tate because he's a shorter guy, a little quicker guy. But you put the bigger receivers on him, he, he tends to do a, a pretty good job against them. But uh, so, yeah, this, so who's this, who's Dean up? Who you're gonna put? Uh, you put him on Kenny, and then you're gonna put uh, maybe like Lewis on Danny, and then uh, Wuzier out on on Marv. Is that your plan? Well, uh, my plan wouldn't wouldn't go with their plan, that's for sure. But um, <laughs> they they don't they don't move the corners around. So whoever's gonna be on the left side will have to fight uh, uh, Wuzier, and then on the right side will be Byron Jones, and then uh, Jordan Lewis is the slot guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, they don't, they yeah. don't move their corners around. I thought they'd move Byron Jones a little bit. Cause like I said, he does play, uh, the bigger receivers really well, but, uh, I guess they don't do that. I feel like you've come around on Jordan Lewis a bit. Cause I remember bringing him up and you were pretty sour. He wasn't even seen in the field and now, now you like him. So I, I have seen him out there more kind of making a few plays. He was, like I said, good college player, but seemed like he was buried there to start his NFL career, but it seems like he's coming around. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer for these guys. <clears throat> Grifka. Um, Grifka, what else you got for Chuck? Man? Um, once again, like you said, you could see a high-scoring game if uh, Matt Stafford was playing. Um, what do you think if uh, he doesn't play? I mean, that's kind of what I'm preparing for in this game. Uh, I don't think he's going to play like Derek said. It would just look awful bad, you know, if they trot him out at home. And uh, what are you thinking? I mean, Driscoll, I mean, are you just – are you planning, you know, if Driscoll plays, thinking the Cowboys are just going to run away with this game and this game be over by halftime? No, no. The Cowboys don't run away with any game for some stupid reason. Um <laughs> But uh, I, I think um, it won't be as high. I think uh, it, who's your backup? Driscoll? Driscoll? What's his name? Yeah. Jeff Driscoll? <laughs> Jeff Driscoll. Yeah. yeah. Whatever his name. San Francisco Driscoll, whatever his name is. But uh, Dr- I, Drizzy Driscoll. Yeah, right. I don't think it'll be as high um, just because I, just, you know, I don't think he can sling it quite like uh, Stafford can with uh, the accuracy and, and things like that. But um, – I could still see, you know, the Lions moving the ball uh, pretty good against this defense because, like I said, this defense is underachieving um, for some odd reason. I I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it yet. I just blame it on coaching because it doesn't seem like they're mentally there. Um, but yeah, no, I I I, uh, I don't think it's going to be nearly as high if 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 Stafford plays. If Stafford plays, like I said, I could see both teams in the 30s. Um, if he doesn't, um, I could probably see. Um, them both being in the, the 20s for sure, maybe even the teens, because I think Dallas will probably won't feel the need that they need to sling the ball around and they'll just, you know, pound Zeke. Now I got to call on my boy Rasheed Wallace, call you out on that last answer. No, that's felonious. It's felonious. 
I, I feel like you're pulling the old, uh, oh, you know, you know, I, it's going to be a close game. Like, you know, the, the Cowboys never do this, that, and the other. I mean, right now where we stand, you know, injuries and everything aside, like we know, especially if nine isn't back there, which none of us with a level head expect, like you gotta be thinking this is a, I mean, you have a, a top run game, good quarterback, good weapons on the outside. I mean, even if your defense isn't top notch, I mean, you, you can't be too scared of the Detroit Lions at this point with where we're at. Still the NFL, Derek. I mean, you look you look at did you watch that Cowboys Jets game? I mean, that right there tells you everything. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter what it's back to that team just isn't mentally ready for the teams that they're supposed to be playing against. They this team plays up to their competition. If it's if Detroit's without Stafford and they're going to have, you know, their backup quarterback, I guarantee this game was still going to be close because they play up to their competition. And it's been like that ever since that redheaded clapper's been there. He just isn't a he's not one of those guys. He just like I said, he's a glorified cheerleader, you know, and you know, I know they're not going to fire him during this season, but I'm just glad his contract's up cuz I, I don't think he'll be back, especially if they uh keep playing the way they do cuz they're not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> Former Jets quarterback wants to chime in on a Jets Cowboys game. Struggling. <laughs> oh man, I can't believe you guys lost the Jets, but I, that I do agree with you. The NFL is always close, but I mean, this is a game you have to feel pretty good about. And us as Lions fans, optimistic as I want to be, it's kind of like I don't know where we're going to get firepower. Have you seen our running backs recently? It's t- it's not even Ty Johnson anymore. It's JD McKissick and Paul Perkins. Those are our top two guys. I don't even know what they're going to do after that. Like, I mean, I've never heard of. Oh, worst running back combo in my life i mean oh grifka take the mic man what else we got uh chuck being a lifelong cowboys fan as you were and it seems like every year it seems like detroit and dallas plays what's your favorite memory you know as a cowboys fan facing detroit because you know i have i have one or two myself but go ahead tell, tell me what your favorite memory of a cowboys lions game is well, I think one of my favorite memories is uh, when I was down there watching it with uh, with Derek, and uh, I think you were down Serenity there. Serenity now! And, uh, you know, they were losing pretty much that whole game, and then, you know, Jason Witten catches that touchdown at the end on that slant to the inside, and then I had so many people around me just giving me the, you know, giving me the juice the whole game, the whole game. And then that finally happens. I get up. And I'm like, yeah, what's going on? Woo, yeah, whatever. And this guy to the left of us, big old guy, he got so mad that I was celebrating for the Cowboys. I swear to God, I thought he was going to cry. He was so mad that I got <laughs> I was like, dude, you've been giving me the crap all day, and you want to you <laughs> cry about it now? This was official right. audio of Chuck like uh, having to be at Ford Field around a bunch of Lions fans giving him crap. I pay the food, goes home crying to his mama. <laughs> oh man I, I the way i remember it is like you say he pulled the old you know kind of quiet even though he had his jersey on the lions took an early lead we're actually putting it to the cowboys and then just like when me and grifker at uh lambo it started to creep away you know where little things started happening you know getting annoyed little calls here or there and then sure enough, Tony Romo right down the field. I think it was even like a third or fourth down, something kind of where it was really do or die. And I, we just remember we were sitting in the end zone in the upper, and he just, when he let that seam ball go, yep. it was just like, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's wide open, perfect pass, touchdown, ball game. Like, I just remember that like it was yesterday. Yeah, oh, yeah I remember yeah. the play. Yeah, the lines were up, and Romo was driving. It was late in the game. And, like, Renity now! Like, Paris Lennon trying to be the hero. All he needs to do is fall on it. You know, promptly kicks it back to Jason Winton. Like, here, I don't want it. You take it. And he, like, falls on it. At that point, you know, my basement going ballistic. It's like, you suck, Paris Lennon. And you can hit the clip right there. The, what the hell are you doing? Because that guy was a freaking moron. You know, Paris we Lennon. had a linebacker named Paris for years, Grifka. I mean, really? What the hell are you doing? Oh, that's an embarrassing. You know, it was like third and long, you know, and there was a fumble. And he's just like, he wants to try to be like a Barney Badass. And he's like, I'm going to pick it up and run it for a touchdown, even though we're winning. Oops, he kicks it back right to the Cowboys. They promptly go down and, you know, win the game. Yeah, nice job, Paris (laughs) Lennon. Paris. (laughs) Whatever. <sighs> like you say, I'm glad you, I'm glad you do get to go down though. Like you say, uh, right when I saw that on the schedule, I'm like, I gotta get with Chuck because, like you say, even though they play annually, it's still pretty rare you get to go watch your favorite team in person. So I'm glad you be down there at the game. Yeah, it should be a good time. It's a. It is a. You know, too bad that they won't be on. You know, both teams won't be up and rolling because. I would really love this to be like one of my top five games to watch. If, if Stafford was there, carry on, you know, our D was even playing halfway decent. I'd be so fired up for this game, but it's just been dire straits the last few weeks. So Griff, I'll throw another quick one at him. Uh, and then if you got some more, we'll go. Uh, Chuck is, is Zeke Elliott the best running back in the game in your opinion? I know there's a lot of back and forth about that. Um, He's one of the best. In my opinion, I, I got him ranked uh, number three right now. Um, I got him behind uh, McCaffrey. I think McCaffrey's just balling out right now. I think he's the best running back in the game as we speak. Um, and then uh, Saquana. I think Saquana's pretty good. And then uh, I think I got Zeke just a little bit be, little be behind uh, Saquana Berkeley. <laughs> now, and I'm shocked to hear you say that. I mean – you know, Zeke Elliott did nothing, and he rolled off the bus, and he was putting up 100 yards. Okay, he didn't play uh, anywhere near where he should have against the Minnesota Vikings. But did you watch the last six, seven, eight-plus weeks before that? Like, this guy puts up 100 and a touchdown rolling out of bed. I mean, I think he's pretty good. I mean, McCaffrey is having an incredible year and makes all these plays, but as an overall running back, I still got Zeke in front of him. Well, hey, I, I'm happy. Quad, you know, I'm happy to hear quads, that from, but... uh, from a, you know, outside perspective. But you know, from as you know, from a, from a, a fan of your team, you kind of critique a, a little bit more than what the outside people do. So yeah, um, I yeah, see some that's things. What I'm saying that... like you need to be high on this guy. He's a generational running back, and for me, it's quads, him, and then Dalvin Cook right on his right on his heels. Hey, hey Mike, Mike, you there? Yeah. Hey, yep, it's I'm three good. high. <laughs> it's three's pretty high, isn't yeah. it? Three, three's pretty high. Okay, yeah, uh, I'm still pretty high in them, Derek. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's high, but I mean, he's your guy. Like, and he's a beast. So I was just saying, you might want to creep him up to two or one. Uh, he's he's that dang good. You know, don't be too humble on this guy. He's a he's gonna be your cornerstone for what the next at least what they sign him for five six years at least, and then he's probably mm. on the back half of his career at that point. So. Oh, he's a great running back. I mean, 
number three is pretty good in the NFL. There's a lot of good running backs out there. But, yeah, I have them. Right now, I have them uh, number three. Yeah, three's good. I just wanted you to go crazy and tell me. Not only is he the number one, but he's better than Barry and go on some big diatribe. That's what I wanted. But. Oh, yeah. He's the best he's ever been. If he was <laughs> from Ohio State, I'd probably give him more credit. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, yeah, we, we're with you on that one. I can sh- speak for Grifka on that. Grifka, you got any other hard-hitting questions for this guy here? Our, our Cowboys correspondent. We couldn't get uh, we couldn't get Werner on here. Uh, what's his first name? Earl, yeah. or what's that guy that covers the Cowboys? Now we got the chick. What's the chick on NFL Network that covers him? Jane, Jane Slater. We couldn't Jane get her, Slater. so we had to get we had to get Chuck Chuck Dog. He's the next one on the. He was third on our list. Oh no, I'm third. You got to be a lot higher than that on me. <laughs> Third's high, man. That's respect. Right. Yeah, I'm, um, just just a quick one. You know, there's a lot of guys on the Cowboys that I would take on this Lions team. Is there anybody on the Lions that you're like looking at their roster, going, "Gosh, he could, this one player, this two player could really help our roster." I wish he was on our team. Yeah, easily. Give me your quarterback, <laughs> Jeff Driscoll. He's all yours, man. Trade yeah. straight up from Zach right now. Right, right. Drizzy yeah. Driscoll, he's yours. <laughs> You, you give me you give me your quarterback, you give me Stafford, and I guarantee you this team maybe has one loss right now. Because Stafford would have, have the, the the goal to throw the ball down the field to some of these receivers, you know, with Mr. Uh, Toe Drag Swag, Amari Cooper as it is, you know. Let, give the guy a shot, you know. You got – I don't know. Man, I get, I get too upset with uh, the poor little Dak – but yeah, I think if we if we had Stafford, I think uh, uh, we'd be a lot better, and you know I think Stafford might be a lot better too with that offensive line, and so his back's a little crispy, but I, I don't think we'd do it. Anybody on the defensive side of the ball? I mean, you said you're not too happy. I mean, I'm not too high on the Lions' defense right now either, <laughs> Derek. That, but anybody on the defense side of the ball, you're like, oh yeah, he's he's good. I would take him. You know, I would I would still. I would still take big play Slay. I would still take him. Um, you know, I, even though he's in this little tiff with the the fans, him and his wife or him and his girlfriend or whoever she is there to keep talking. But, um, yeah, I would still take him. I think he's still better than, you know, Cheeto Awuzier. And, uh, you know, I still think he'd be, uh, he'd be pretty good for us. <laughs> Real quick side note on Darius Slay. Grifka will love this. Like, I – I tried my best to on YouTube or Lions website to pull up these, uh, you know, locker room stuff or watch them at Pat Pressers. Darius Slay has made it a point to swear multiple times in all of his interviews. Now he's either dropping f bombs or uh, throwing out other explicatives. Like I don't know, like when he started this gimmick, but. I, I listen to his interviews now just to see what swear word he's going to drop on live, uh, either on live camera or on these recorded things that they just have to bleep out every week. It's pretty incredible because he doesn't give a bleep anymore, I think, is what it is. <laughs> that's, that's funny. <laughs> um, that's, a, that's a good question, Grifka. I mean, like you say, Grifka, who, who do you want to plug off the Cowboys uh, other than Zeke Elliott? Put on the Lions. Yeah, One on each side of the ball. Their whole offensive line, um, their whole defensive line. Um, let's see. Um, that's uh, then uh, Van Der Esch. I'd take Van Der Esch. Um, I, I would take him too. So th- those would be the guys I would take right there. Could have drafted Van Der Esch, and I was saying he was a he's a ball player, but I'm glad you brought him up because I want to 
take that question to Chuck. Uh, LVE, man, is, is this guy's neck done? Or, like, I knew he had neck and other injuries coming out of the draft. That was the only real concern on this guy. Was a beast. Now he's starting to have that Sean Lee-itis uh, in and out. Never can really count on this guy. What do you think? Are these serious? Or is he just sort of nicked up a little bit again? Uh, from what I'm reading, I think he's just a little nicked up right now. He wears that special neck pad um, with his shoulder pads so that kind of, I guess, help whatever neck issues he was having during uh, college. But, uh, yeah, I think right now he's he's a little banged up. Um, he had a stinger a couple games ago and uh, something wrong with his knee. So, Griff, please tell me that you wore that. Lee. Griffco, please tell me that you wore the big Vander Esch neck roll when you played ball. I, I just want to pretend that's true, even if it's not. <laughs> no, uh, no, I, I didn't wear. It. Mine's was more the Brian Cox brick brick wall behind the helmet. <laughs> oh man, incredible! Um, a couple more, and we get you out of here. Like uh, there were rumblings a few weeks ago about uh, Jared Jones uh, possibly, you know, checking the waters on Antonio Brown. C- can he? Can he like get the uh, get the checkbook back from his son and and just go sign AB so I can watch not only the circus but watch you just blow up the Cowboys from within? Can we make that happen? No, nah, absolutely not. <laughs> We were we were both high on AB in, in our pre- preseason and early season uh, fantasy shows. Now now you don't like the guy. That's when he went all crazy. I mean, what what happened to this poor guy? He went all Charlie Sheen on us. He's all nuts. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. Before he went uh, cuckoo, yeah. We we thought he was a great football player, but this guy's just gone off the rails, no doubt. So you you don't want any part of that. No, I mean, if he would have kept his head together and stayed with Oakland, you know, he'd probably be having a pretty good year right now, but. <laughs> Like I said, I don't know what happened to him. He just he went off his rocker, and now he's, he's stayed off it. I remember when I heard that, I'm kind of like, man, that's so, you know, 2000 and what, like probably seven Cowboys where they go get him. Oh, we're going to pair him up with Amari Cooper, and, you know, and then it would just be an absolute disaster. But they don't, they don't really do that stuff anymore, which is kind of disappointing for me, uh, a non-Cowboy fan. Yeah, no, Steven's got the uh, checkbook away from Jarrah. <laughs> So, which is, which is a good thing. So, you know, but they, That's they right. huh? Oh, go ahead. Hello. I just said that was just a good thing that, uh, oh. that he took it from there. Yeah. I was going to follow it up with a more serious question. Chuck, your lions are, or your Cowboys are coming in to play our lions at Ford field. You know, our season is, is toiling it's twisting it's just uh not been anything we hoped the cowboys have super bowl aspirations you know they sit here kind of good but also have a few really bad losses on their record is this really a super bowl contender in your opinion uh talent wise yeah coaching wise no (laughs) it just you know it's a lot of people think well talent outweigh coaching uh to an extent you know, because coaching, you still do all the game planning. You still do all the mental preparation, and you got to do uh, mid-game The clapping. The clapping. Spitting. I mean, we might as well just get, you know, Jason Garrett a skirt. Dude, <laughs> just let him stand over there, clap, do some kicks, and uh, let the big boys coach. Get him out of there. <laughs> 
who uh, who would you want as a Cowboys know, coach? I'm curious. Squad, man, I have watched, you know, making the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, and those girls go through some real tough stuff to make that squad, man. They're all breaking down to crying when they get cut, and, like, you know, some are told, like, oh, you're a little too thick, and they're all crying, then they go get a shake. You know, so I don't know if Jason Garrett would be able to handle that. Nobody can clap better than Jason, though. <laughs> Nobody. I'll put they, his clapping they, up against anybody. They may need a, a redhead, too. You know, we hear we see all the blondes and the brunettes there on the sideline. They might need a carrot top over there. Balance it out. <laughs> just like just like our Lions, I always tell Griff, ever since they got cheerleaders, they got, like, one brunette, one blonde, one redhead, you know, one of uh, every uh, different type there on that squad. It's like a total – they just kind of checked all the boxes of, like, all the different – I'm sure they're wonderful people. Don't get me wrong, but it makes me laugh every time. Just cinnamon and Cindy and, you know, spice or whatever they have on the uh, Detroit Lions. Cheerleaders. That's what I would trade, Grifka. Let's let's take the Detroit Lions, whatever they're called, and send them off. And we'll take the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Uh, we won't even take them all. Just give us a few of those and we'll, we'll call it good. I'll take some of their last round cuts over what the Lions. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Give us give us the undrafted uh, free agent uh, cheerleaders that that get cut because man, you got some talent on that side of the ball. Let me tell you, Chuck Dog. So, uh, do you? So you think they? You're kind of leaning towards not. I mean, obviously you love them to get to a Super Bowl, but uh, it's only been you know what two three decades something like that. But you're you're not really feeling it right now. Did you just start to throw a shot at me, and you guys even won one yet? Did I hear that right? Oh yeah, that that was okay. that was the shot. I got to get a few okay. in before you get this okay. show. <laughs> All right. I just want to make sure I I didn't I heard that correctly. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, right right now I if if they had you know a decent coach, I think they would be um, a really good team uh, contender for the Super Bowl. I just think that you know the way they start off games, it's all you know mental preparation, and they just. You know, they just go through the motions of the game, and then finally they're like, oh, hey, we're in a game, but we're down two touchdowns already, so I guess we got to play. You know, it just – that's just where it gets me, and they're, they're, the mental preparation and just game preparation, it just isn't there, and I, I blame that all on coaching. Yeah. I This is a, not an anti-shot, a little hot take. I think the Cowboys are one of my – if they get in the dance, I think they have a really good shot to uh, really – do some damage and maybe get to the big game. But uh, I know if I had to rank it, you know, they're probably third uh, or so on my list of the NFC to make it, which isn't bad. Third isn't bad. Just so you know. Yeah. It's up there. It's high. There's what, 32 teams. Third. That's better than 29. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think they got a good chance. Uh, Grifka, do you have any more? Or can we get to predictions and get Chuck out of here? Um. No, I, I do want to bring this up since, uh, you know, me and Chuck, we really don't watch Cowboys games anymore, even though we don't hate watching it. It's just that it's one of those things that with family events, we don't get to watch it. But remember not too long ago when uh, me and you were having a texting battle over a Lions-Cowboys game where you were like, Cowboys never get any calls. But then right then and there, Marion Barber, <laughs> a horse collar tackle. He was actually tackled by his, like, predator dreads. And then the next play, um, the Cowboys went and scored. That's when I broke my coffee table. You remember when we were having that texting argument? Yeah. I remember that too. That's one of my fondest Cowboys uh, Lions memories. Good times. Yeah, good times. Good times. So, uh, <laughs> that's, no, that's all I got. So, uh, Chuck, uh, you know, let's put it this way: give me a score with Driscoll as the quarterback, because that's probably what's going to happen this week. Well, with Driscoll, I'm going 31-20. 
Wow. Thirty-one twenty. Who? <laughs> Chicago. Who? <laughs> <laughs> gotta be. Gotta be specific. I mean, you never know. So I, the reason I asked that. Let, let me pub this up the right way, Grifka. Let's end this show on a proper note. Chuck, uh, can I have your ear for a moment while I read off some uh, Lions fans' tweets about how this game might go down? Sure. Go ahead. These are just some of my favorites that people shouted me out on Twitter at Derek Oakry. You can also uh, tweet at Grifka DKC if you want to, uh, but check Frank these out. What is our boy Frank in there? <laughs> I, I, I don't think I have a score yet from Frank. Uh, we got to get that other guy. Remember your favorite caller on the show? The guy that always says, you know what I'm saying, man, we, we, get, we, hopefully he's going to text in. I know you love that guy. Um, but no, listen to these. These are just some of my favorites actually. So hail Mary. I ain't lying. We need a win. You ain't kidding, Mary. Uh, that's her actual Twitter name handle here. Uh, she writes in Stafford plays and the team rallies behind him. They play lights out and get the win for their quarterback. Detroit 27, Dallas 24. And then uh, I, that's that may be my favorite one, but check some of these other ones out. Bold prediction, Driscoll gets another start. This time brings home a win over Dallas, tossing three touchdowns and running for a fourth to win it. So he's got 34-31 uh, 30, Lions. Oh man, another one. I, this Chuck, I know you'll you'll love all these. This is Detroit twenty nine, Dallas twenty four. Our D holds on the last drive. Oh, that'd be sweet uh, justice after some of the stories you've told today. Next one here, we've got. Uh, let's see, I got twenty four twenty one Lions. I've got. Uh, hmm, I've got thirty one twenty eight Lions upset. Kenny Galladay goes for two hundred receiving yards on your incredible cornerbacks that you detailed. My personal favorite and yours, 49 to 12 Lions in an absolute blowout. <laughs> I've got uh, that in. <laughs> You want me to keep going with these? I know you're loving these right now. It's We've got here. surprising. Listen, the Lions fans pick the Lions. It's, it's real surprising. I know, crazy, right? Yeah. On uh, the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. But here's another great one. Cowboys. All right, let me see. Uh, 72 Lions, six Cowboys. Hey, gave you six, two field goals. That's not bad. Uh, a couple more here. 17, 13 Lions. I got 28 for the Lions. Cowboys, 24. Uh, that was Keith. I should be giving these people credit for these incredible predictions. Mr. Owens writes in. <laughs> Mr. Owens writes in 24, 13 Lions. We've got, uh. We've got 28 for the Lions, 17 for your Cowboys, and also a little shot by a Detroit Lions optimist. He puts, it's an easy win. <laughs> well, <all right. laughs> so, I mean, everybody, I'm sure Vegas is taking these into consideration. Like, everybody has the Lions just beating down your Cowboys. Uh, big game Sunday, the Lions coming in with probably Driscoll leading the charge, leading the squad. Uh, the Lions are playing just lights out defense. I mean, uh, they're going up against a, a meek Cowboys squad. I mean, Chuck, this is a this is a gotta have it game for both teams. Like, let's let's get your score prediction. Lions Cowboys Ford Field. You'll be there. Um, you know how how much are the Lions going to win by? Go ahead, sir. The Lions are gonna they're going to beat the uh, the the uh, the spread because Dallas can be spread by ten, but they're still going <laughs> to lose by four. What uh, what do you think the final score will be? I'm going 
31 Dallas, 27 Lions. And you are not expecting Matt Stafford to play, is that right? No, I'm expecting to play. <laughs> you think nine's going to run out there and you're still going to beat us in our house? It's happened before. Oh, man. Yeah. Did you notice I didn't bring up some of the Dallas games or some of the leaping over the top today? Because that's how bummed out I've been, how the season has gone. Or I would have rubbed some of those in where he's taken it to your Cowboys multiple times. Griff, could you got a score prediction before we get up out of here? Yeah, because uh, Driscoll's going to play this game. And I see Dallas winning this game probably 31 to uh, 17. Did you notice I, I didn't read any of the Grifka, Team Grifka tweets, which we only had a few of people actually picking the yeah, Cowboys. The and I, I, I skipped yeah, those. The, yeah, boy. the wise um, people. Yeah, wise. Oh, man. The Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Chuck, I called this as a shootout earlier. You know, circumstances have changed. Hmm. Obviously, the easy route is to to go with a similar score to Grifka. We knew you were going to go with your Homer route, so it seems only fitting that I call this a crazy upset, just a ridiculous football game. I do think Driscoll plays. I think he didn't play terrible against Chicago, but couldn't make plays at the end of the game. I feel for some reason at home here, uh, something crazy is going to happen in this game that's going to actually benefit the Lions, and it's going to be... 20, uh, 24 for the Lions. Like you said, that's that's the magical score. And 23 for your Cowboys, a one-point dubski. I don't know if it's a field goal or a, a late score of some other sort, but going to squeak you out, man. And like you said, I, I don't feel great about it, but there's something, something odd is going to happen in this game. Hey, you got you to vote for your team. Do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh we'll see what happens like you say hope you enjoy the time down there um you know get down enjoy some either tailgating or go around and check out the sites and like you say i'm sure people will love seeing that star on your jersey there what jersey are we rocking to the game this year uh barbie carpenter <laughs> yeah you got the i was gonna say you got a wig going or i know i know you don't got the, the long locks maybe back in your heyday chuck dog but not anymore oh i got the mullet going again we're good <laughs> All right, so look for Chuck down on the D. He'll be wearing a, a Barbie Carpenter jersey with a, a yellow wig, and he'll be rooting on his squad. Uh, me and Griffco will be on the couch, hoping that our Lions can find a way. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's been a tough season. But, Chuck, man, thanks so much for coming on, talking about your Cowboys, having some fun with us back and forth here on the show. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. We just got one other thing to do before we get out of here. The one and only question. It's the ever-ending question, Chuck. Grifka, you got anything else for the people? Uh, nope. Chuck, Grifka for Oakry. This is the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Big game against the Cowboys. I wish we could have hyped it up a little bit more, but we'll see what happens, as Chuck said, and as I said my prediction. You never know what could happen on NFL Sunday. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Take care. We're out.
Drink it in, man.